Welcome to the Walking with Angels podcast. I'm your host, Amy Taylor. Today, um, I'm going to just go over a couple of things that I really um, loved from conference and that really impressed me. Um, and I feel the spirit about sharing. I really debated on actually doing a podcast over conference weekend because we just finished listening to so many good um, talks and messages, and I didn't think I had anything to add to it. And so, um, but as I was oh, going through the day and thinking about some of the things that we heard and the things that really touched my heart, and also some of the things that um, the internal struggles that I'm having with just hearing the word and knowing what it means for me and really oh, applying the things that I listen to in conference. Um, <clears throat> I find that it is really sometimes a bit discouraging because I feel like there's so much that I can work on and so many things that I need to be doing better. And conference sometimes feels a little bit heavy after I'm done because I really just wish I was better at so many of the things that they talk about. Um, <clears throat> and I'm not going to edit out all of my throat clearing and hesitations. Um, this is going to be a very raw episode. Um, and because I'm doing it Sunday night and you're going to be listening to it tomorrow, hopefully. So, um, what I'd like to start with is um, Elder Holland's talk from this morning, um, the Sunday morning session. And he starts out talking about um, a conversation that he had with a friend about why, as members of the church, we don't have crosses on our buildings and we don't wear crosses and encourage that. And um, I have also thought about this thought and um, wondered why we wouldn't want people to recognize us in, you know, just social settings of having a cross on. And that is um, a way of saying that you are Christian and um, that you do believe in Christ. And I think sometimes people look for a cross when they're looking for a friend or someone that believes the same as they do or someone that may be able to answer questions. Um, and so I have also thought about this and, and had a little bit of a personal dilemma with thinking that wearing a cross is not a bad thing and it isn't. It's not a bad thing. In fact, I think that it is up to each person to s decide whether they want to wear a cross and whether or not um, that is how they would like to show a symbol of them being a member of Christ Church and a, a believer in Jesus Christ. And so <clears throat> some of the thoughts that I felt were really interesting and and um, just really good at explaining this thought and this um the reason why we don't wear crosses. And the first one that Elder Holland talked about was um, that 
the cross became um, a symbol of generalized Christianity um, much later after Jesus Christ. And that um, then he said, ours is not a generalized Christian belief. And um, that ours is a restoration of Jesus Christ's original church. And so that we fitting into a generalized Christian belief um, is not complete. And, and then, um, so that was one of the thoughts that I had with that is that um, he also says that it's an incomplete symbol of Christ's mission because Christ's mission wasn't to be nailed to a cross. His mission was so much more than that. And um, to, to sum up his whole mission as, as a cross, I think, just doesn't complete it. it and it, it leaves so much of his life and his resurrection out of the picture of Christ. And I think that is where I felt the Spirit testify that it's okay that as a religion, we don't take the cross on us and we don't put it on our buildings um, because the, the symbol of the cross is incomplete. Um, my Savior was born in a manger and I don't wear a manger on a necklace because that's incomplete right um <clears throat> and there's n really no way to show the the way that he performed miracles and changed people's lives and to have that be a symbol it's it's very difficult to find a symbol of those things that completely show the life of Christ and um, one of the, the thoughts and feelings that I had was that um, that Christ, while he completed the suffering on the cross and commended his spirit back into the to the Father, um, that was the end of his life and his mission as a mortal. But then it continued, and we know that he did things while he was in spirit, and then when he was resurrected and came forth the third day, and that the stone was rolled away, that was when it, it, everything changed. That's when you and I now have hope that death is not the end, and that this life is incomplete unless we are resurrected just like Christ was resurrected. And that, um, then Elder Holland said that more importantly 
what heaven uh, what President Hinckley said was that the lives of our people must be the symbol of our faith because that's the only way to really show what Christ has done inside of us and the creation of a new person um, with faith and a miracle of knowing Christ, basically, right? So each of us, if we have a testimony of Jesus Christ, our lives will show it. And that's when, um, as I was thinking about the things that I'd heard over conference and um, really asking myself, what does it mean for me? What does this conference mean for me? What have I learned? Or is it all the same things being taught and said and I just have to figure out what it means for me, right? And um, that is what it is, is every time we take a step closer to our Savior, Jesus Christ, we're, we're initiating a change of heart that changes us, that changes our life, that changes the life that we're living and what it looks like to us and also to the people around us. And um, and I think that's where I internalize Elder Holland's talk was that my life is hard. It's not easy. And every day may feel like a struggle and every day may feel like a new figuring it out and sometimes it's super messy and I've not got it figured out. Right. Um, and then I was like, well, maybe I should wear a cross in a symbol for me that every day I'm taking up my cross that I need to take up with Jesus because I can't do it. Because I can't do it without him. And then Elder Hong quoted Matthew 16, 25. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and come after me. And that is... It's not a losing ourselves because we are important and unique and special in our purpose. And God didn't send us all here to be the same. Um, But we do need to rely on our Savior and His grace moment to moment. And when we do that, it's a lot easier, but it's not going to fix it all. It's not going to take away all of the the things that are hard. Um, and then one of the things that Elder Holland said um, was that sacrifice is required. And here's the other one. Suffering is inevitable. And dang it, we don't want that, right? We don't want to suffer. 
we don't want this to be so hard that we want out, but sometimes it is. And then <clears throat> I felt impressed to listen to President Nelson's talk in that morning session. And um, that's when it all became complete. And um, President Nielsen talks about how crazy the world is today and how some days we wish that we could just, you know, go and hide and wait for it to all be over. <laughs> and wouldn't that be so easy? But that's not living, right? And that's not, that's not creating um, a... a testimony within us and there's so many things wrong with hiding right and running away from it um so some of the things that president nelson said was jesus christ has overcome the world you can overcome you can find true rest and then um he said what can we do to overcome the world and how can we overcome and how come how can overcoming bless our lives? And um, those are all real good questions. And he does talk about them and address them, but um, he also says, your resistance to sin will increase as we come closer to our Savior Jesus Christ. And that not it's not an event. Overcoming the world is not an event that happens over a day or two. It happens over a lifetime. And he would know, wouldn't he? Right? <laughs> He's older than most people have, that have ever lived on the earth. And like, if he doesn't, if he thinks that it happens over a lifetime, it must happen over a lifetime because at 70, he didn't say, Yep, done it. I overcame. <laughs> um, but he says that we come to overcome the world by repenting daily and keeping our covenants. And then he said, um, by doing so, we become um, worthy of the Spirit to guide and to bless us and um, the atonement of Jesus Christ to affect us in our lives. And then he says, and then we are... Um, I think how he said it was that we are entitled to the ministering of angels. And so I want to like talk about that for just a minute. What does that really mean? The ministering of angels. And what do you think it means? Have you had the ministering angels in your life? Did you see them? Did you just feel them? How do you know they were really there? Like, really dig up the testimony of that one blessing, of having the ministering of angels. And I think that that is one of the things that I'm trying to help people understand is that they're not alone in this life and in this journey through life. Because as we have noticed and, and talked about is that this journey through life will require sacrifice and suffering and that 
it's part of the journey. We can't get away from experiencing pain and um, sorrow and grief and longing. We can't get away from those things and those feelings and those experiences that are so deep and how how are we using the atonement of Jesus Christ relying on his grace going to the holy ghost and asking for comfort and guidance and how are we seeing the ministering of angels in our lives and i think that is where we need to really dig deep and that's where i personally need to ask uh, ask my father in heaven in prayer what does this mean for me and where am i going in my life how am i fulfilling the purposes that you've sent me here for and how can i have help with fulfilling those purposes because if i can't find the help that i need to fulfill these purposes that god has sent me here to do then I'm missing something. I'm missing a very key component. And in my own personal life, I can see where those components may be lacking. And I can make an intentional effort to pray more and read the scriptures more. Even find myself in the nature and, and in in nature and in quiet times, which is really hard when you're a mom. Like, just finding quiet time sometimes is really hard. And I'm not an overly organized person, and I'm not, <laughs> I am not a morning person. And so it is hard for me to say, okay, I'm going to get up early and I'm going to take this personal time with God when that's really hard for me. And I need to do more to make time to be with God and be quiet. Um, and that's one of those things I'm going to be praying about is how can I find more time to spend with my Father in heaven, with my Savior Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, and really hearing what God needs me to hear. And I think as I do that, as I ask for the the help and guidance from heaven, that I will find those answers and I will find more of those moments. But if I'm not asking and I'm not seeking, then I definitely won't find them, right? And um, so as I was listening to President Nelson's talk, he said, um, the Savior lifts us. And that is what we are looking for, right? We're looking for the Savior to lift us from where we're at and overcome the world and come above the, the yuck, right? To create a more holy home and a more holy life. And the words that come out of my mouth being kinder and softer and more holy. And being more like what God would say so that my family and my friends hear the words of my Savior or 
my Father in heaven through the things that I'm saying. And I think that's where I want to be lifted to. I want to be lifted to a place where the things that come out of my mouth are the things that are blessings to other people. <laughs> and then President Nelson, he says, expect opposition. Expect that Satan is going to try and keep you from these things. He's going to try and keep you where you are because it is easier to not fight and it's easier to let things just go. But if we will try to be closer to our Savior and bring him into our lives more, then we will see the promised blessings that will come and that's what I finally came to at the end of this difficult day is that all of the words of conference are the words of our Father in heaven and in Christ and that they were spoken so that we could find joy in them and find strength and guidance and hopefully become more of what God wants us to be and to live our story in a way that is honoring to him and a blessing to others. And some of the things that I took away from President Nelson's last words were, watch for miracles and pray that he will enlighten my mind and that peace and joy and rest will come. And as... I go back and I listen to all of the talks and as I make the changes in my life that I need to, um, that's what I need to remember is that I may not know what my story and what my life is supposed to look like and I may not know from day to day what decisions are the right ones, but if I'm trying to involve my Father in heaven in my life, and I am relying on the mercy and grace of my Savior, then it's going to turn out a lot better than if I don't. And that being kind is more important than so many things. And I just hope that as we go through our lives, we can give ourselves a little bit of grace and say, I don't know. There's sometimes I just don't know. But I do know that my Savior loves me and that his atonement was not a waste. And when it comes right down to it, I know the times in my life when the Savior's atonement and his grace and his mercy have healed my heart and sanctified me and made me more than I am. And I need to remember those times and I need to look for those times to happen again. And that's what this life is all about. This life is about coming to know Christ, being a disciple of Christ, and showing others the way to Christ. And if we can just do that, then 
then it'll be okay. The life that we've lived will be better than if it would if we wouldn't have lived it with Christ. And other people will be better because of the life that we've lived with Christ. And I leave you with my testimony that Jesus Christ is our Savior. That our journey is different. Everyone's journey is different. No one's journey is exactly the same. And on your journey, you're going to have hard things. And on my journey, I'm going to have hard things. And we need to be kind to each other. But we need to remember that Jesus Christ suffered and died and that his grace is sufficient. It is sufficient to cover all. All of my sins. All of my shortcomings. All of my suffering. It is sufficient. And that is the miracle of our Savior Jesus Christ. So for now, I'll say bye. And I want you to remember that you're walking with angels. The ministering of angels is real. They are there. They love you. They care about you. And they want to help you. So as you go about your day and you say your prayers, ask for angels to be round about you, to guard and protect you, to bear you up, to help you overcome this world. And that through those angels that you may become better and more like our Savior Jesus Christ 